Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Long Distance Work Life. My name is Wayne Turmel. This is sadly a Marissa Free episode, but we are in fact joined by Lance Cummins, uh, and we are going to talk web presentations and web presence and all kinds of things. Just a reminder, this is the podcast uh, where we just try to make sense of this whole working remotely and hybrid thing. And thank you for joining us. So joining us today is Lance Cummins, who is from a company called Anyvu. And I am going to let Lance very quickly introduce Anyvu and tell you what it does. And then we'll talk about why it matters. Cool. Well, thanks so much for having me, Wayne. Um, so Anyvu is just a company designed, uh, or we built this company to help people look really great on every video call that they do from home. It could happen anywhere, but mostly it's just from home. So um, my, my daughter helped me name the company. We're a family company. We've all been a part of it for three years now. And um, we, are, we have enjoyed getting to help a lot of people look so much better on their video calls, usually with branded backdrops. Yeah, so let's be clear, because you can only look so good on a video call. Let's face it, most of us know what we're working with. You are sure. talking primarily about the backdrops. I'm, I'm talking about for the most for most of people's video time, they are thinking about what they're looking at, not what the other people are looking at. So uh, we help people be conscious about what's behind them, because that's what everybody else is looking at, um, especially if it's not good. <laughs> now, it seems odd. Uh, uh, you know, if I'm looking at a business model and saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to design backdrops for virtual meetings. And the bank goes, OK, thank you very much. But you have another company as well, Nectify, and you've been running that show for a very long time. Uh, as with everybody who kind of does technology around this, what was the problem you were solving for? I mean, backdrops seem like a fairly minor problem in the great cosmic scheme of things. Sure. So the, the main problem is that when you have a remote team, so Nectify is completely remote, um, and you rely heavily on video, which we did before the pandemic. Um, so we do a lot of interviews with clients. We do a lot of sales calls with clients via video. Um, what happens is if you've carefully curated your own office, that's great. But when you're remote, you also have people who want to travel and want to make the most of those opportunities of working remotely. And there you get into all kinds of weird things that are in the background. And probably one of the most frequent places that you travel or stay and work from is a hotel, which means essentially the only thing that's in the background is a bed. And while we allow for an awful lot in post-pandemic world or continued pandemic world, having a bed in your background is still too personal. <laughs> um, and, it, and it shows a level of um, lack of preparation for a call. We talk about this a lot at Nectify that when you're on a video call, you should do everything in your power to help that other person know that this is an important call, right? So you planned for it, you thought about it, you scheduled it, you showed up on time, you were your best self. Uh, so I had just personally experienced a ton of being on video calls with people. Their backgrounds, frankly, were awful and or offensive. I talked with one guy who was in Ireland. He had photos of the Irish Revolution all over behind him. 
I'm not Irish, so I don't have a, you know, don't really have a big plug there, but I happen to know it's an extremely divisive issue. And I thought, that's probably not what you want to confront your clients with right out of the gate. <laughs> um, well, and, and of course, some of this too is, uh, you know, who are you talking to, right? Internally, I don't care if the person I'm talking to just got back from the gym. Correct. <laughs> right. Or Absolutely. they're in their ACDC t-shirt or whatever is going on because they're internal and I need an answer to a question and we'll move on. Right. But when you start looking outside externally, that stuff starts to matter whether it should or not. Um, now, here's the other question that Miss mythical banker trying to tell you why your business model won't work uh, is going to say is, but zoom and teams and all these things have these cool backgrounds that you can use right now i know the one i use is me in front of uh the welcome to las vegas sign it's kind of kitschy and cool and mm -hmm. you know but but what's wrong with the uh photographs or the the backgrounds that are available with the program so there's a couple of things first of all again it's about your audience and it's about your own brand, it's your own intention. So for us, we typically are talking to people who sell into high value situations, right? So if you're trying to close a million dollar deal and your brand isn't playful and fun and kitschy or whatever you're trying to be, you should at least show up professionally, right? So that's sort of at the foundational level. So let's talk about virtual backgrounds. Um, they've actually improved quite a bit uh, of late. And that's great. I think that helps everybody. Um, Teams and Zoom both introduced the blur background, which I think is a lot more effective than even the, the different virtual, um, you know, location-based images. The problem with both is you're relying on computers to kind of live, live time replacing your background with something. So unless you, so if you've got spiky hair or you wear glasses or you gesture a lot, um, it can, it can end up being very, very distracting. If you have darker skin tone, it's a, it's a brutal thing. Um, so essentially we just said, what can we do to eliminate this extra distraction uh, for people? The way most people solve that is they buy a green screen. So now they're standing in front of a green screen while they work or sitting in front of a green screen while they work. I always thought that was a terrible work environment. And so I wanted something physical that also when I walk into it, I'm on, I'm ready to go. Um, and that's, that's true of the Nectify team as well. Um, our goal is, yeah, you work remotely, but when you're working, you want to feel like you're doing something important. Like you want to feel like you're a part of, of something professional and that's quality. So it actually creates a little physical space within your space to say, yeah, I'm a professional. and I'm, I'm about to deliver. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that for a little bit, because this is something that I've been writing and, and thinking about a lot lately, uh, which is as we blur home in the office and, Starbucks and wherever else we happen to be working at any given time. Um, what does professionalism mean? So I want you to take off your AnyVu hat and put on your yep. big shot CEO Nectify hat. What does professionalism mean when you're on webcam? All right. So it's a great question. So I think, first of all, it's about Again, making sure that the, the message that you're saying, the message that you're presenting on video says, this call is important to me. So that's gonna look different for different brands, different meeting types, different clients. 
But this is always about, so in marketing, which Nectify is a marketing company, so we think this way. We always think from the end user back toward the message, right? It's probably why I thought about what's behind me on a video call, frankly, because when you start looking at it as what is that other person experiencing, um, you begin to think differently about how you show up. In other words, just, what, just because something is important to you doesn't mean it's important to them. But if you have someone who, for instance, is trying to make a decision, do I spend a hundred grand with your company or another company? And my job is on the line, because if I choose this poorly, I'm going to take a lot of grief and maybe lose my job. Um, we want to make sure that when we talk to them, they know we didn't just we weren't just grabbing a coffee and went, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to talk to Bill right now. Let's have a video call. It's everything is carefully planned to say. Look, I'm ready to work. Even though we all are remote, um, we are ready to go. Let me throw one thing in here too. You've, I'm sure you've experienced this. Uh, Pre-pandemic, there was a lot more pressure on remote workers to show up professionally and to show up in a meaningful way. Uh, the pandemic basically flattened all of those layers and said, oh, we're all suffering and we're all working from home. Everybody deal with my laundry in the, back, in the background. Um, or... You know, I'm working from home and my cat is crawling across the keyboard in front of me. We all think that's funny. Pre-pandemic, if you were working remotely and selling to someone in an office or a boardroom somewhere, that was a deal breaker. So I, I think culture dictates what's professional as well. By the way, I think that's going to head back that way now as people are rolling back into the office again, because you're going to have this perception of the people who are really dedicated to a business go ahead and go into the office. And we're back to kind of how we were pre-COVID, which is, oh, you're not really working. You're just working from home today. Yes, I, I work from home two days a week. Okay, you don't care as much as the rest of us. That's actually a really interesting point. Small tangent that I'm going to go off on here. One of the challenges with hybrid is making sure that the people who, the team members who are remote are as respected, involved, uh, <laughs> thought of as the people who go into the office, right? Yep. And the people who go into the office have to shower and put on big boy clothes. And, you know, there is a, there is a sense within the team of who puts in more effort than who doesn't and whether it's fair or not. And I have been teaching presentation skills for darn near 30 years. And I can tell you that most of what people take away from a presentation is completely unfair and has nothing to do with how smart you are or how good your answers are or how great your product is. Okay. People yeah, no. are shallow, awful humans, and they draw conclusions based on things that probably shouldn't matter, but do. Absolutely. I, there's an example of that, by the way. So my family, were, uh, we were big fans of The Voice, the show on, on NBC, mm -hmm. and we used to watch it up until uh, like a year ago, but that's beside the point. The first um, episode that they had to do because of COVID they had like their finals and people had to sing from their homes instead of being previously what would happen in this round is they would have elaborate sets on their stage, right? They have choreographers, they have beautiful things. Everybody gets treated like a king and a queen. 
And suddenly they send a kit of video stuff home with people and say, all right, you're going to sing your final song in your living room, garage, wherever. And I consider myself a pretty logical person, but I was shocked at my own perception of seeing people sing in their homes, how it influenced my perception of them as a person, as a performer, and as a singer. And none of that should have mattered, but it was huge. That's a really, really interesting example. And it goes to why things like, um, you know, what kind of background do you use for your call goes a long way to leveling the playing field. Um, you know, we forget it's only a third of the population that actually gets to work from home at best. And it's not evenly distributed. I mean, I was talking to somebody in New York who has basically a glorified loft apartment and doesn't even have a separate bedroom, let alone a separate office. Yep. Right. Uh, if you're dealing with people in Tokyo where there are entire families living in two bedroom apartments and there is no discrete space, it is really hard to send a message that you are equally prepared, professional, all of those things. And something as silly as, silly in quotes, as the background that you use can actually make a pretty big difference. And, and as you said, not only in how you're perceived, but in how you perceive yourself. If you're worried about the kid bouncing on the bed and the cat and the laundry, you aren't at your best. Um, just a couple of minutes left, and this has actually been a really cool conversation, and I appreciate you popping in to do this. As the head of Nectify, you know, your big boy job, um, you've been doing this a long time. What are a couple of the important lessons that you've learned about, uh, you know, leading a remote team? So the, the first thing that I think is actually should help every business, but it's critical if you're a remote business, is that you can only hire people that you 100% trust <laughs> and you have, you're 100% convinced they can work without being micromanaged. And this is where so many companies get it wrong, right? You hire because of all these other little things and, and you have to have somebody babysit them, make sure they get their work done, hound them, all this sort of thing. It's because you didn't build that initial engagement on a 100% level of trust. Uh, the second thing is be really, really clear what that person is responsible for and manage based on, did you get that done? and forget everything else. And that's a that's hard for some people to deal with because they go, wait a minute, what if I get my stuff done fast? And the answer is, great, move on with life. <laughs> <laughs> um, or the question is, what if I have so much to do that I've never done, which is an actual issue that I think remote workers face. That, that standpoint is you are responsible for delivering up to a certain amount of time, let's say, and then if you don't aren't able to get your stuff done in that time, that's a discussion for somebody else that needs to help you figure that out because well, you're expecting too much of you. Yeah. And I think that is a really important point. This is a whole other discussion for a whole other podcast 
is that level of trust there where the person can say, I'm having trouble prioritizing. Um, I've got too much on my plate. You know, give me some guardrails here or help me build my own guardrails around this. And that requires a level of trust with your manager and your teammates that if that isn't there, uh, people often dig themselves deep, deep holes. Uh, that is our time. Lance Cummins from AnyVu. You can go to anyvu.com and you can check that out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Speaking of checking it out, uh, you can get the show notes for this, which includes links to uh, Lance's LinkedIn and AnyVu and all of like that. You can also find question boxes to submit questions for us for our question and answer sessions that Marissa so brilliantly curates. Uh, you've all listened to podcasts before. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, if you are interested in some of the work that the Kevin Eikenberry Group and the uh, Remote Leadership Institute do, we have a upcoming public version of our uh, remote leadership certificate series. Uh, it's beginning very soon. Visit us at longdistanceworklife.com and you can check that out. That's it. Lance, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thanks so much, Wayne. I've enjoyed it.